In so many words, tell us what your day was like. Today I was still a little depressed, but receiving email from all of you made me feel a little better. I have email? June 24th, please help me. Everyone is... Huh? Everyone is forcing me to do it. It's all the screenwriter's fault. <gasps> what? This isn't true! I didn't write this! Of course you didn't. The real Mima is writing this. <laughs> I know that deep down in your heart you want to be a pop idol again. No! It's not true. I'm no longer... No longer what? Oh yeah, that's right. You're no longer a pop idol. You're a filthy woman now, like a slut. No one likes a pop idol with a tarnished reputation. It's not true! It's not! You won't be able to step back into that spotlight now. It's all right. You don't have to worry. I'm here. From now on, I'll be in the light, and you'll be in the shadows. <laughs> what are you saying? Who in the hell are you? <laughs> Nobody cares for you anymore. You're tarnished, and you're filthy! Stop it! Stop it! I am not tarnished! Welcome to the Blind Rage Podcast. This is Brandon Ford, and I am gracing this armpit of a town for one night. If you think I'm also going to know the name of the venue in El Armpito, you're sadly mistaken. You are the host of this podcast. You are supposed to know. And this is Tony the Tiger, the Thunder from Dananda. Director of Public Relations for the Blind Rage Podcast. Leave a message or go fuck yourself. Oh. Well, that was unexpected. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this week uh, we are doing something a little different on the Blind Rage Podcast. We are doing our first... Do we just say anime or Japanime? What do we say? Uh, we'll call it anime. It's a Japanese psychological thriller anime. Well, isn't there anime from different regions of Asia? I don't, I don't believe so. I've not heard that. Maybe Chinaime or something? No? You might so, be thinking of J-pop and K-pop. So there's no Korea-me? Korea-me? There's a, there's a Theresa-me. Okay. Yeah, so we are doing um, Perfect Blue from, well... 1997. 1997 slash 1998. It had, had two different... I think it played the festivals in 97 and then... Yes. Had a proper then, release in 98. Yes. It's and one of I, those movies that was getting respect, so they did a wider release. Yeah, that was crazy. And this was Tony's selection. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So before we get into the movie and all of the regular goodness, I'm just going to get the plugs quickly out of the way. I would like to recommend that listeners check out my books on Amazon.com. Just type in Brandon Ford in the search box. You'll find my titles in hardcover, Kindle, and paperback. You'll also find my author page, which you can subscribe to in order to relate, receive email notifications whenever I have a new release. If you prefer audiobooks, I have several titles available in audiobook format on Audible. Just type in Brandon Ford. You can follow me there to receive email notifications as well. If you don't already, please follow the Blind Rage podcast Instagram and <gasps> Tony finally started an Instagram as well. <laughs> you can find him at the Blind Rage Koala. That's right. He introduces See, I called you Tony the Tiger because I just it was very early on and I really didn't have anything good prepared so i just You're a said sucker the first, for alliteration yes yeah as i just said the first nonsense to come to mind and unfortunately it's stuck so tony is not a tiger he is very much a koala he is it's a true story mm. it's the and, syphilis and the eucalyptus mm, chlamydia mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes and i'd like to be reimbursed for my uh, penicillin injection. Thank you. Yeah. Um, let, me, let me give you a clap. Oh. Um, oh, remember to tell you something funny. Um, uh, if um, you don't already, please um, follow me on both in, what am I, uh, Twitter and Letterboxd at Brandon Ford and Tony, you are. On Letterboxd, I am Tony underscore the underscore bear. And on Twitter, it is Madonna Horror. You're a lot of different animals over there. Yeah, I, I, I have many spirit animals as I have many spirits. But you're a koala. Mm. That's right. I'm a drop bear. Mm, mm. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, critiques, suggestions, recommendations, please feel free to email me directly at blindragepod.com. Uh, 81 at gmail.com mm-hmm. if you haven't already please stop by the official blind rage podcast facebook page to like and subscribe last and most importantly please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the blind rage podcast on your preferred podcasting platform i haven't checked in a while so i wonder if we have any new reviews but i'm guessing not um <laughs> i listened uh, you just reminded me. I listened to um, an interview with this woman who was in porn for like um, 18 months back in the early 80s. And um, her name was like Lisa something. Anyway, and she went after she left, she went into hiding. She didn't want anybody to know. And. Um, she finally just started owning it and um she did an interview it was it was a really good interview actually um on the rialto report um if any 
anybody who likes uh, porn star interviews, especially though interviews with those of the golden age, I highly recommend that podcast. It's really good. But um, she was talking about having to prepare to do a scene with Kevin James, who was the son in Taboo 2. And apparently he had a reputation for giving everybody chlamydia. He actually had a nickname, which was the Claptrap. And back in those days, they were raw-dogging it. So before they were going to shoot the scene, she brought it up to him, and he got really pissed. But they shot the scene, and it was fine. (laughs) So, yeah. No Um, discharge? No. Mm -mm. Okay. Oh, Good for her. <laughs> Good for her. Um, so Hopefully he'd been treated by that stage. Uh, I, I certainly hope so. Um, so before we get into Perfect Blue, let's get into recent views. That almost rhymed. Mm. So we're going to grab our little beanbag chairs and go under the paper mache tree. And let's talk what we've been watching recently shall we t- tell, okay. me, tell me things on on a similar topic of doubles um i finally mm. got around to watching brandon cronenberg's infinity pool i thought with... you watched that already no i i've been intending to but i haven't had the opportunity um with mia goth and alexander skarsgård oh did he show his ass no uh oh you might have <laughs> oh, if he did, yeah, you'd no, no, you did, did, you do, you do, you do. Uh, no, I was more interested because you do see um, suggestion of you see full on penis and you oh. see um, ejaculation, but um, <gasps> it's suggested that it's his because Mia gives him a hand job, but you obviously oh. don't see the you don't see her hand going onto his penis. You just see a close up of a penis being stroked. Um, An erect penis? Wow. Yeah. So it could be anyone's, but <laughs> but for the purpose Let's of the Let's just pretend it's, that it's, it's his. Alexander's. Yes, that was a fine one. Um, and that's a story. It's a... Um, so that's one of the... It's, very, it's a very Cronenberg story. So far, like father, like son. Um, about a, a, a uh, an author who is married into wealth and he and his wife go to a, a, a resort island um, and uh, what ends up transpiring is that he accidentally kills someone and um, uh, the punishment for that is their son gets to kill you. However, <gasps> um, however, uh, what the rich people have um, created is um, they can clone you and your you get to watch your clone self get killed, so it's a lot of um, instances of uh, Alexander killing himself. <laughs> it's all it's it's all quite symbolic, and um, it's it's an interesting ride. But um, I don't know how much it I don't know how much it amounts to. I still gave it three and a half out of five, just for how interesting I found it. The other movie that I watched was 
uh, Swan Song with Udo Kier. And that is based on a true story. It, it reminded me a little bit of the David Lynch film, uh, The Straight Story, if you've ever heard of that one. Um, the Straight Story, it's a very, uh, very simple storyline. And it, it's a very much a journey film. It's it's a, based on a true story about a elderly man, like let's say he's in his 90s, who finds out that his brother is dying. And because he has no other way of transportation, he ends up driving his John Deere tractor all the way across America to see him. Whereas this story of the Swan Song, it's about um, Udo Kier's character is a an older um, retired hairdresser who is now living in a um, facility for the elderly. And one of his um, old clients has died and she, her, she requested that he be her... Um, stylist for the box so it's a, it's a quaint little uh road trip movie but all within the one town but you know because he's, he's got his difficulties it's sort of um it takes a while for him to get there and he makes friends along the way that he knew from the past and it's it's i found it okay but not as certainly not as fabulous as i wanted it to be being the story around the hairdresser and how much of a idol he was, you know. And mm-hmm. how about yourself? Well, I just recently finished a book. Um, I finished Tracy Flick Can't Win by Tom Parata, which is the sequel to his book Election. And... I don't know. I found it very underwhelming. Um, the really... Uh, the really... The story really wasn't compelling or as compelling as I thought it should have been with this being the uh, 30 years later sequel because the election was first published in 92. Um, so I'm hoping that, um, they make some changes for the better for the Paramount Plus adaptation. And I, uh, watched a docuseries that premiered on Netflix in November of last year. Um, believe it was called... Escaping the Twin Flame. Do you know about this? No. Oh. Well, it's a cult. And it was reminding me so much of Scientology. Which is also a cult, if you didn't know that. Um, But it's... it, It was... Uh, started by this married couple um, who promised people who joined and took their classes and bought their books and blah 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 that they would find what they call their twin flame which is a soulmate basically and um uh, holy it can't it got really bad. Well, 
it's interesting because all well uh yeah the so much of scientology is done in secret in the scientology centers so david miscavige can deny 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 um however uh almost all of what is going on with this particular cult is done via um uh, uh youtube over a YouTube uh, uh, streaming. Um, so there's a lot of video of uh, this guy saying these awful things to people um, and just treating them like garbage and manipulating them so that they will do his bidding and he could have a bigger, fancier house and a luxury car. He has like a $100,000 Porsche with all of these nifty mechanisms and but um i think he realized that you know his methods were not working and that people were realizing it was bullshit um so he his methods of manipulation got to got to be more and more extreme and the it started out it started to become uh, because people weren't finding others that they had to be in the group already. That wasn't the way it was initially. So they had to be mm. a paying member of uh, Twin Flame. And so people were getting hooked up with like fucking people who were several years older and with criminal records and didn't have jobs and uh they didn't even really like each other and he was insisting no 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 you have to stick this out um and then it got to be because members of the lgbt community started joining and i don't even think some of them were lgbt be honest with you but um he started saying um that everyone is either a masculine or a feminine you know there there's no couples it's it's not possible oh i well i'll save that for a minute um it's not possible for there to be two feminines and two masculines there has to be one or the other and he would convince these people that they were the masculine and they were the feminine and in one very extreme case um a woman decided to transition and i don't know if i don't really think it had anything no it didn't because it just came out of nowhere um so she decided to transition and got a double mastectomy uh, because of what he said and um, one th oh am I am I boring you is this boring to you mr. koala man hmm oh my god did you fall asleep no no you're saying about how she got a double mastectomy I think you fell asleep. 
No, I was listening and then I was thinking uh, um, how you were saying that there's the masculine and the feminine. Was he equating that to tops and bottoms as well? In the Or was that not really discussed? I'm going to have to edit this. No. So, yeah, she had a double mastectomy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said that uh, <laughs> he was looking at pictures of Christ and, and and he did not see an Israeli Jew he saw a guy with dark hair and blue eyes much like himself so he decided that he is the second coming of Christ okay. um, so it just got more and more and more and more extreme and there's all video footage of him saying this making these outrageous claims and um everything on the website is deny 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 no i never said that we don't mistreat people we don't tell people that they're this and that but it's all right there so you can't, you can't um deny it um so but the police really aren't doing anything because you know it's tricky with cults if people are there voluntarily you know, yeah, there are certain yeah. people who don't want to get out, even yeah. though he is committing fraud and he went the David Miscavige route, which is um, there are several extensions of um, the twin flame. And one of them he got to be tax exempt because he said it was a religion. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he's an awful, awful, awful person. But the documentary was, documentary was really interesting. It was a three-part documentary, so... Okay, yeah. I recommend that. The the Twin Flame is what... You, is that what we said it was called? I think it's called es- Escaping the, oh, okay, the Twin yeah. Flame. I think. Something like that. Okay. Right. Sounds interesting. So shall we get on with the movie? Yeah, sounds like a good plan. All right. I don't know where you can watch Perfect Blue. Well, it's available on... I watched it the first time... Well, I watched it on Daily Motion, which is the European version of YouTube, I reckon. Uh, otherwise, before that, I watched it on video cassette. <laughs> and how do you get the European YouTube down there? It's. I think it's accessible to... It's sort of like... It's like YouTube, but it was created in the EU, I reckon. I think that's what, what or France. And um, so you can access Daily Motion wherever you are. I've got the app, but it's not an extensive range of stuff, but I've found stuff on there that I can't find in other places. No frauditors? I haven't looked that up. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, go to Daily Motion if you want to watch along. So we are. Let me just make sure I have it up. Okay. So we are going to begin Perfect Blue in three, two, one, play. So what made you decide to choose this one? It's been a movie that I've enjoyed 
since the first time I saw it. And um, I was only just sort of reminded of it with... Um, now discussing it on a, um, a podcast that I listened to. And just reinvigorated my interest for it. Now, I will say that um, this beginning to me sets the stage of what type of movie it's going to be in that it's going to be constantly confusing you as to what is reality and what is film. Um, and also something that I find some people kind of, um, not overwhelms them, but, or struggles with, but confuses them is that a lot of people look at animation as for children and so when they start this, when they see an animation like this that looks childlike and then suddenly it becomes quite violent, it's a bit jarring on the personality. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> uh, it's an interesting little... I, I did a bit of research into the um, concept of idols in Japan and they're... Um, Cham is considered to be like a, a bit of a B-grade idol group. Uh, there's much more successful ones, but they're a art form, you know, where you get a lead, you get singers or just generic stars who will be slotted into other different roles as they're required. It's, it's most often in music. But um, you'll also then see them doing modelling gigs and some acting, but unlike Mima's character who chooses to leave the idol um, arena and go full into acting, it's more well, that a case was of what I found confusing is like why couldn't she do both? Well, um, I think it's because the idol scene is considered less. Um, she wouldn't be taken seriously as an actor. Uh, a comparison that I kept thinking in my head, even though it's not the same thing, but uh, with Kylie Minogue, especially in Britain, um, she would, with many of her album releases, she would also be given a TV show uh, where she could do a performance for uh, celebrities and uh, money can't buy audiences. But also part of that, it'll be kind of like a variety era, kind of like, um, not SNL sketches, but where they'll do some little bits of um filmed stuff in between it so it's a sort of like a a a chat show and musical thing and um acting as well it's an all-encompassing thing variety show yeah whereas uh the big the big comparison a lot of people were making with um perfect blue is the disney machine where these would be like the um uh, I'll, I'll use the example of the Hannah Montanas, where um, um, the case of with the case of Mima, she is on stage. She's uh, Hannah Montana, and then when she's off stage, she's whatever the girl's name was. <laughs> Rooney or Rumi? No, no, no. What was Hannah Montana's um, uh, school name? Well, let's say oh, there's Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus. <laughs> but yeah, it's something quite 
particular about uh, you know this Japanese culture is that if you notice, you'll notice that um, there's hardly any girls in the audience. This is very much for male entertainment, and it's almost like uh, a step below uh, watching porn. It's 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 PG rated uh, allure. <laughs> I thought for a second there might be uh, a character voiced by Jim Parsons because it seems like every five minutes there's a... Um, I was getting a lot of... uh, I was getting Spice Girls vibes, especially from this time um, when they were very big and... um, Jerry decided to leave. When, when she decided to leave, only she wasn't going on to greener pastures like Mima was. She was yeah. ruining her career. Not that the Spice <laughs> Girls would have lasted much longer anyway. Well, I kind of feel that they lasted longer in, out of spite. <laughs> you know, just to prove that they could continue on without Jerry. Um, so here we're introduced to Mr. Mimania, which is... um. Not his real name, but uh, just what is referred to in the movie. Mm-hmm. But he's a, a crazed fan. He's <gasps> Mima and Mania. Mm-hmm. But also one of her security guards. Mm. That's crazy. <laughs> I remember um, there, I can't remember what it was called. It was called like something city, some, I don't know. But it was from around this time and it used to come on cable. Uh, it was an anime um, and it was about, a, all I remember was that it was about a detective. And okay. Um, there was a Bajowsk in it, which I found to be very jarring. <laughs> um, yeah, a prostitute gives him, a, gives the detective a Bajowsk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, um, something I will say is, um, that this isn't a typical anime, and, uh, it, it's not even a, it's not even a good representation of what anime is if you were to watch this and expect other anime to be like it it's not this is far more a case of it's a psychological thriller that was done as an animation as opposed to but there is anime. a live action <laughs> isn't there i believe that did make one in 2002 that failed to capture um what this movie did now the movie is actually based on a book which wasn't as horrific as what this movie is. Um, the basic um, um, similarities was that it involves a pop idol and a stalker. Now, the author of the book had written a screenplay that he gave to the director, um, Satoshi Kon, which Satoshi didn't really like. And the the author said, oh, um, change as you see fit, just uh, he stipulated that there be uh, a singer 
a stalker and some horror element to it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's felt that a lot of the additions to the story complement it well. Like, there's not really a lot to do with the her psychological undamaging or the double bind storyline. Um, but yeah. So, do you like J pop? I never really got into it. I don't dislike it, but it's more just the fact that I never really um, listened to it. <laughs> but you've been a long-time fan of this movie. How come you never decided to check it out? Well, I did some. Um, the only other ja- uh, Japanese anime movie that I watched was one called Porco Rosso, I believe it was, which is an older movie about a, uh, <laughs> from recollection, it's about a, uh, a gentle, a, a soldier in, um, um, the Air Force who has an incident up in the air and when he comes down, he comes down half, half pig. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's about as much as I remember. The other stuff, you know, I, I as a child, I used to watch Astro Boy, which was probably the only other um, style <laughs> that I knew. Something interest, something that I found quite interesting is um, the uh, look of it was to be kind of uh, less usual film, but more almost documentary that the stuff in her apartment is kind of from a um, further angle back, as you might in, say, a surveillance camera. Mm. Now, when her mother calls, why does she sound like she's from Texas? <laughs> she, might, she might be. She's actually Barbara Hershey. <sighs> uh, no, no. Uh, the reason I mention her is because um, uh, Darren Aronofsky really loves this movie, apparently. And he bought the rights to uh, remake it for America. Um, but he did that for the sake that he loved one of the scenes and recreated it for Requiem for a Dream. Um which is, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the scene when it comes up, but it's when she's in the bathtub and screams underwater. Um, he bought the whole movie rights for that? Yes. <laughs> he could have just done that and not paid anything. No, I think he'd need permission, at the very least, to recreate shot for shot. I don't think shot shot. permission to have somebody screaming in a bathtub. <laughs> well, the the scene, uh, side by side, uh nearly exactly the same and then um, there is a lot of accusation that the basic storyline of this is repeated for um, Black Swan um, with a few dissimilarities but yeah uh, there's a few people that are quite angry at the fact that there is no owning up to the fact that (laughs) yes he owns the rights and he made a movie that was quite similar Although you've never seen Black Swan, have you? I have. Oh, you have? Yeah. You just don't understand how this industry works, Mom. Well, I don't understand. Yeah, I wasn't wild about Black Swan. Mm-mm. 
I enjoyed it, but I, I think I enjoy this one more just for Hello? being the innovator. Oh, no. Though I do wish, I wish I had, I don't think I've ever seen it in its original Japanese. Because um, I kind of don't know if I like her voice. <laughs> well, you can, because the source that I gave you has the Japanese audio. Oh, that's right. She just seems a bit like, um, uh, whiny. Sometimes. Other times, she's fine. Do you not have the DVD or the Blu-ray? No, I just had the I just had the video cassette <sighs> when I when you it came need to out. Get it together. So here we are. <laughs> this film is <laughs> the one area this film quite feels quite dated is in the technology, and uh, so here she is getting a fax threat. <laughs> She's rehearsing the line and saying it the exact same way over and over again. Mm -mm. It's like she's trying to not forget it. <laughs> but here we have our, kind of our first glance into um, um, her trying to figure out her own personality. And especially who she is now that she's left uh, what she knew for so long. Now, here her manager is telling her what the internet is, which, um, <laughs> being 1997, I do feel like she should have known a bit more, but there is sort of maybe a suggestion that she's been shielded from a lot of the world by the manager. That people her age would know what it is, but she, because uh, she hasn't been allowed to sort of get that exposure. Mm -hmm. Now, this whole Double Blind series is sort of a criticism Satoshi Kon had of general Japanese television that would um, kind of knock off what was popular in America at the time. And so it's very much taking stuff like Law and Order and mixing it with yeah. uh, uh, like a Science of the Lambs and... Multiple personality silliness. Um, this is a TV show, isn't it? Yes, but it it seems to be one that has a arc as opposed to each episode indiv is individual. <laughs> but it seems like in one scene, um, some characters were seeing it in a theater. No, I don't believe so. Oh no, that was the uh, filmmakers were watching it. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me, who are you? <laughs> That should have been my quote. Excuse me, who are you? 
Who are you? Will you be having wine with your dinner? <laughs> Will you be having wine with your dinner? Will you be having Let's wine try that with, with your dinner? top off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what happens to him. <laughs> Art imitating life. Imitating art. Mm, I feel mm. like Tim Oliphant from Scream 2. Oh, God. Mm. Something that I, I've never seen the movie Inland Empire. I did give it a try, give it a try. <laughs> but it seemed to be so um, unfocused. But I enjoyed the concept of um, actors losing themselves in a role that they're playing. Mm-hmm. These actors speak very good English but the dialogue doesn't exactly ring true I don't think well the actors are English <laughs> um, they've been dubbed from the original yeah uh, yeah like I wrote yeah Bridget Hoffman plays Mima Wendy Lee is Rumi um, Bob Marks <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh my god, what happened? The telegram shot gotten. Yes, it was a letter bomb. Is that a real thing? I don't think that's a real thing. Letter bombs, yeah. Where you open it and you get shot in the face? No, it expl- it, it, there's an explosive within it. <laughs> but this is only a small explosive as a warning that the next one will be a bit more dramatic. Mm. So the sender is eating a lot of celery. Yes. Mm. You only, and um, asparagus just to make it bad. So this time was just a dribble. Next time will be an eruption. Yes. Of Nash's multiple spurts. Gotten a Macintosh performer. <sighs> if you remember those. No. I feel like that was the same one used in Blank Check. <laughs> With Brian Bonsall. I still can't believe that he got he did a Disney movie after Mikey. <laughs> Oh, well, it, it's kind of like the opposite trajectory of usual <laughs> Disney stars. I really think that Disney had no idea about Mikey, and if they did, they never would have hired him. They probably just knew yeah. him from Family Ties, and that was it. Oh, 
this is so unusual. Oh, Navigator. <laughs> I like later when she's typing in the web address and she's typing in the full HTTP. Yes. Uh, that's what I was like as a child, I reckon. Like, oh, how much do we have to do? <laughs> oh, and then you get the thing. HTTP, HTTP, because it's already in there. So here we have a... Hmm? Backslash when it's a forward slash. Uh, how do you how is it defined from the bottom to top or top to bottom? Well, it's going. It's leaning toward the right. So yes, but they all lean towards. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but what about the ones that start from the top and um diagonal downward? That's backslash. So we have another um, split into a different personality of what? Kind of like tabloid. <gasps> the milk has to be cow brand. <laughs> it has to be. Yes. Should be so, a meme. Yes. So somebody quite close knows exactly what she's doing. <laughs> oh, or it could be herself. <gasps> now I, I will eventually start talking um with spoilers. <laughs> we always do spoilers. Yeah, but like I'll just Oh no. <laughs> But yeah, something I do like is um uh, uh let me backtrack on that and say a few weeks ago I was discussing um Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind mm-hmm. and how the worst thing about it was um that people not watching it because of Jim Carrey. Yeah. And as much as I quite liked this animation, I think that it being an anime really stopped people from wanting to watch it. So it's unfortunate that that was, that simply the medium that it was uh, done in is why not a lot more people know about it. Well, anime has its audience. Yeah. But it's a niche market. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's got some people have their preconceived notions about it, which which I do as well. I, I I'm not gonna say. <laughs> it took me a while to you know to actually uh, give the movie a go, 
Mm-hmm. But I'm glad we're not in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If Madonna can give it a go, then so can I. <laughs> Madonna likes this movie? Well, it was used in um, the What It Feels Like for a Girl um, backdrop and the Drowned World Tour. Mm, that makes sense because I remember that. <gasps> yes. When it ended. And um, the guy's apologising when he's mid rape. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so he, here we have our Greek chorus. <laughs> And yes, it's it's sort of suggesting. Uh, it, it's kind of like it reminds me of when, um, you know, Miley went all raunchy, and all of the parents were like aghast. <laughs> and it's like, go back to your Disney. I just wanted her to go away. <laughs> and now she's all aware of what foot she uses. <laughs> Well, that's um, a little bit of uh, OCD right there. Yeah. Well, because the person writing the website specifically said, you know, was noting what foot she uses to leave. And now she's running away from something she doesn't even know is following her. (laughs) Now, uh... There was note that the sky was cloudy, so it was yet a perfect blue. However, um, there is some suggestion that the title might also refer to blue being like uh, an analogy of innocence or something like that in the Japanese culture, where it's... And, yeah, once she breaks it by um, involving herself in the new show... <laughs> uh-huh. She's no longer that perfect. Um, Here we see that one of the hecklers from her show has been run over and uh, killed in a hit and run. Oh, no. Do you like Japanese horror? I don't mind. I never really... I've only seen a few. I think I actually watched The Ring before it was remade, so I was happy about that. <laughs> and here, unfortunately, <laughs> Cham has broken into the um, top 40 without Mima. Who needed her? <laughs> but it's probably her <laughs> getting the press that's like increased Cham's visibility as well. I thought it was interesting that they talked they talked briefly about um, mini discs because I remember when they came out. Mm, mm. 
There's a lot of people who feel that they are a better quality than what was replaced with um, the MP3s. I don't know. Yeah. They weren't, the discs weren't that long. Yeah. Or maybe I'm thinking MP3 players as opposed to iPods. Oh, you mean um, the uh, Zoom? There was a, there was a Sony... Um, uh, listening device that I forget now what it was, but that was what people would say was better than iPod, and then the iPod took over. Or Zune, I think it was a Zune. Yeah, it could be. <gasps> oh no. Now, evidently, the history of pop idols is um, in older days they would go from being the type of entertainer that Mima was to becoming sex workers. Oh my god. Where, almost like um, modern day geishas where um, expectation leads to expectation leads to expectation. Um, and also it, it is revealed later that Rumi used to be a pop idol but um, aged out of it and is now an agent. Here it is, um, a very early uh, suggestion of, um, I forget what, what the word is now, but w- how female voices don't get heard and they're just, they're doing what they believe is required of them. Uh-huh. Even though, even though deep down here, she's like quite... <laughs> doesn't want to <laughs> get raped on camera How's my director doing? How's the set coming along? I prefer to shoot in a zoom club, but considering what we're filming, no one will let us shoot in their place. Uh, this is gang bang. Mm. That's a rape. And there's not really any women <laughs> around. Mm-hmm. So it is just basically a recreation of the accused scene. Oh, no. But where's the pinball machine? Where is the oh, yeah. pinball machine? I always remember um, Drawn Together did a spoof of that where Captain... <laughs> Where the Superman character gets wrapped against a pinball machine. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Here she is performing for the boys. Mm. Coming in like a wrecking ball. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> Now, there's a suggestion um, that 
this is kind of the screenplay, uh, the, the scriptwriter sort of being nasty for all of the requests to give her more work. It's like, oh, well, if you want more work, I'll give you... <laughs> you can do this scene then. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Stag, guys. This is much... I'm sure this would be much worse in a male strip club. I don't think that would this would happen in a in a male strip club. I thought you said that the women were like. Oh, um, yeah, but the guys don't really care. <laughs> and it's sort of like she had earlier seen the other female character between takes not react so it's almost like she's trying to be like that actress as well so she's not seen as difficult to work with mm. it jammed oh no zipper you don't want to hear that Apparently, um, in the accused uh, scene, some like some of the actors uh, really struggled, and one of them actually vomited. Mm. How difficult it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Though Jodie was saying that she felt um, quite supported by people, but often she wouldn't even remember filming the scene. She would just sort of remember as soon as cut was yelled. <laughs> Well, that's crazy. Oh. Now we're in fucking... Fucking... Last house on the left territory. Oh, I was thinking I'll spin in your grave. <laughs> well, they each had a turn with... Her. I don't know if they're taking a turn. What is your objection to I spit on your grave? I have no objection to I spit on your grave. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the movies that you said that you wouldn't do. No, I, I, I'll do. I spit on your grave. That's fine. How about I get you a nice dinner now that you've been raped for oh a long day? <laughs> Yeah, she's been raped all day. Yeah, she can hardly walk. And then, yeah, once she's out of uh, public eye, that's when it can all... (laughs) 
suddenly come crashing down. Did you ever watch that show, um, Girls with Lena Dunham? Girls what, sorry? That show, Girls with Lena Dunham? No, no, I haven't. I didn't. Well, they used to really push boundaries with the sexual content on that show. Um, I remember, yeah, hearing about it. Yeah, I do remember, I think it was her saying that um, uh, going home at the end of a day, she found a condom in her ass crack. Didn't realize it was there. Mm. Mm. Hasn't there been stories of women finding a condom up? You know, the vaginal cavities? No, that's... um, They make up sponges they put up there to... If they have their period. Aren't you you glad you're homosexual? Yeah. No reproduction for me. Mm Mm-mm. Or bloody makeup sponges. Yes. We don't need that. <laughs> so we have Mimania, obsessed. And apparently uh, the name of the um, this type of group of fellow is Otaku. But... Um, it's sort of more, if it was to be looked at in Western culture, they'd be more considered incel. Oh. I wonder what kind of stuff they show on TV in Japan. Jesus. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, the only thing that I have been <laughs> told is that people happily... Uh, read pornographic magazines on subways. Yeah. And also, I think you need to have pubic hair in Japanese porn. No, you can't show pubic hair. Oh, okay. It's... There's... I I couldn't tell you... um, what the exact reasoning is, but it has something to do with their culture. They're not allowed to show pubic hair. Okay. John Waters said that when um, his early movies played in Japan, like um, Pink Flamingos and stuff, whenever there was full frontal, there would be a a ball would come down and like cover the the pubic hair, not so much the genitals, but the pubic hair could not be shown. Okay. <laughs> you filthy whore. Oh. And that is exactly the case. They're kind of like the coyote ugly rules. <laughs> Mm. Where you have to be like innocent and flirtatious and sensual, but not available. Mm, sensual. I have to work on my sensuality. Mm. Your allure. 
Washed up. Now, this is probably the most anime part of it, which is uh, the villain's ability to skip. <laughs> mm. It's like a childhood menacing. Mm-hmm. But also, that's something that I used to have recurring dreams of, is that I'd be skipping and then suddenly I would skip further and then suddenly I could skip fly. <laughs> I had weird days ago, I think you told me that. Before. Okay. Was it me or my idol? <gasps> no. You just blew my mind. I'm scared. Mm. Oh, here, here we have the script writer. Mm-hmm. And so, how many short stories of yours did this inspire? I don't think I. I don't think I'd write write any. I don't reckon. I remember the. I used to download porn from a torrent site, a gay, a gay torrent site, and everything was all categorized. And they had a specific uh, area for... Hentai? Um, yeah. I can't imagine how anybody could wank to a cartoon. That's so strange to me. Well, I think a lot of... Um, the, I listen to a kink podcast where they talk about kinks that you develop through watching cartoons. Um that you realise as adults that that's where, you, where it stemmed from. Mm. Um, with, say, for instance, um, like there was a kink about hypnotism and they're looking at, you know, those um, movies where... Say, say, for instance, I'll give the example of uh, Car from uh, The Jungle Book, Hypnotising Mowgli, and just sort of looking at instances of that from your childhood that might have influenced yourself as adults. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you're in a a stage of development where you're taking note of things and reacting in certain ways. I don't know about you, but I am shocked. Mm-mm. I am appalled. I am devastated. Mm. Now, the, the Japanese are a very reserved society. I remember in our... Um, in university, we were taught about cultural um, business practices. And evidently, um, if... Um, the concept of like saving face is quite important. Like, uh, you can't let people see how you're reacting. Mm-hmm. Hey, move it, 
David Sedaris wrote a whole extended essay in one of his books because he went to Japan for, uh, I want to say five or six months to stop yeah. smoking. Is it harder to smoke in Japan? I don't remember. Well, one of the best ways to stop smoking is to change your environment. Um, and I know people do smoke on the street, but they have um, warning signs all over the place. Um, could say I want you to be careful that you don't burn somebody walking by. Okay. <laughs> I know David was smitten with all of the talking uh, electronics. I beg your pardon? All of the talking electronics. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did he comment out, like, uh, when I was in Taiwan, they had a lot of, um, not arcades, but in little corner shops where, you know, you'd have, like, the uh, claw machine and stuff like that. Mm, I don't know if he talked about that. What was in there? Okay. Oh, I didn't. Oh, they had like the only thing I got from there is I didn't play a game. I just uh, did, you know, like um. Oh God, what are they fucking called? You know those gumball machines where you put in money and then turn the oh crank? the eggs yeah. with the underwear. No, well, I I just got my friend. Um, no, they had um little caps you could put on your cat. So like little headwear. Oh. And I'm sure the cat loved that. <laughs> she took a photo of her. So here we have Mimania going a bit crazy himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So in the Japanese language version, are all the songs in Japanese? I believe so. Though I have I haven't seen it, but uh, I I was listening to a podcast where they talked about how um, uh, the song that was playing in the um, lift. So here's the scene that was recreated for Requiem for a Dream. Um. Yeah, and as I say, <laughs> you can watch them scene by scene and they're the exact same. She doesn't say bastard. Well, she screams underwater and... Anyway, um... Here you get to see pubes. <gasps> and Mimania's bought all the magazines with her naked body in it. Oh my god. She's an idol, damn it. Oh. <laughs> Not some filthy <laughs> naked model. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Nah. <laughs> it's funny because he reads with his uh, uh, lips are moving. <laughs> oh my god. Ah, oh, that damn imposter. Mm. It's not me. Did you like Powerpuff Girls? I never really watched them. Uh, I had aged out of them by the time they came out. I just like one um, where it was like a, ge- a young girl and boy and there was like their friend Death. Mm-hmm. Like... Something that um, a lot of the villains in the movie have their eyes drawn further apart, and it's suggested that it's almost like a uh, that they're stemming from creatures of prey. That is crazy. Well, in in situations like this, you, you have a pure like auto. Um, uh, every there is no happy accidents. Every shot is created precisely to a vision that the director had. Are you having a cuppa with your perfect blue? Uh, I'm having a water. You should have something Japanese-themed. I had some some Japanese coffee in a can the other day. That was nice. Oh my god. (laughs) Well, she's trying to catch her old self. (laughs) <laughs> I do hope that we um, <laughs> get some feedback on this one because it is the type of movie that has different interpretations for people well I do know that um, people who like are it it's not uncommon for them to enjoy anime as well.
Another <gasps> Well, I guess better than her waking up screaming. <laughs> One would have been good. There's a lot of uh, ideas of blinded by bright lights. <laughs> This actress is very mechanical. <laughs> what a line! What is it? Are you being harassed by someone? It's like a little too on the nose for me. <laughs> well, Ooh, another that's, one. Because, that's because it was written by the scriptwriter, and his <laughs> writing was a bit less. <laughs> There's no way illusions could come to life. <gasps> <laughs> well, the, the writer of Double Bind is a bit of a hack. And now it's all uh, hacked up. <laughs> I wonder if the Japanese gasp as much as they do in this. Maybe. There should be more. <laughs> that is just racism. But also, you know, it could be uh, the medium that it is, is that you'd need to have more vocal nuance than you usually would. That's... Less natural. What are you talking about, Mima? I was just here yesterday. I feel um I don't think I was I don't think I was listening to her, but people were talking about um Jennifer Tilly in um uh as Tiffany and how you have to give certain um deliveries for um, say what noise reaction you would give if you see someone had just been, you know, stabbed with a glass mirror. And they were saying, like, you know, like, mm. you have to give some quite specific noises. Mm. Jennifer is a, an all star. Oh, we have two Jennifers who are blind rage all stars. Chris. I did all those ch all the Chucky movies with James, and plus, we did. Far from home. Oh, that's right. So she's um a smash mouth. Yes. She's walking on the sun. Now, I found this murder quite, um, <laughs> um, startling, because, uh, yeah. um, they're, they're, he gives such a strange reaction when he gets stabbed in the eye, he actually smiles, and I find it so, uh, ugh. <laughs> 
Oh no. Oh, that's bad. Oh. Oh no. Mm. I wish I could oh, remember is, that in mm. that movie. This rival's basic instinct. Aha. Uh -huh. I think that we had a bit of this in Drowned World when she's stabbing him. So this is basically Japan's Terry Richards. Mm. Well, Madge also likes Crouching Tiger. Oh, that's right. All right take three. Well, it w that was in that the act that was the Asian influence. Yeah, well, yes, but yeah, that was inspired because I think she saw um, the movie with um, Jamie King. Is that his name? Um, when they were putting the tour together. Okay. And as soon as she saw, well, I don't know who was in the movie, but when she saw him fly through the air, she was like, I want to do that on the tour. Yeah. Chow Young Fat, or whatever. Or Jet Li. What? I never would have imagined screwdriver killer. Oh no. I never would have imagined that she would be into, you know, like Kung Fu cinema and anime and things like that, but she has a very expansive uh, her tastes are very expansive with regard to it's all a rich tapestry. Everything. Yes. It's um yes, she like movies of all kinds, music of all kinds, books of all kinds. She's not She's not um, focused on pigeonholing herself. Anyone? Didn't genre. she? Wow. She was on the cover of Room of the Senses, I believe. What the fuck is that? She was quite, you know, she, she, there was a movie. I think it was called Realm of the Senses, and one of her quotes was on the front of the VHS cover art. I don't know what that movie is. It's like a sensual uh, Japanese, I reckon. And what did she say? I don't know. It was sensual. That was sexy as fuck. Did she say this movie inspired the sex book? Did she say that? Maybe. Did you see Darren Aronofsky's movie Pie? No, I never got around to seeing it. My maths teacher saw it. <laughs> Oh, you're so funny. No, he did. He wanted to see it. Mm. Have you seen it? No. Okay. Like, it's about a guy obsessed with numbers or something, isn't it? Mm. <gasps> Another <laughs> one. <laughs> there should be a drinking game with this. But tiny shots. Thimble shot. Yes. It would have to be, otherwise you'd be fucking 
you would die of alcohol poisoning. I would be on the ceiling, let alone the floor. Oh, but you can handle your drink. I'm a model. I'm an actress. I'm a model. If only how many of our listeners knew that you were shit-faced during so many of our commentaries. The majority, actually. Well, that's because I, I like to start with the rim job. Mm, mm. Mm-hmm. You proud? You proud of yourself? Are you proud of what you just said there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There never was an Aaron. Oh my god, that's crazy. That is crazy talk. <laughs> Sister, the top model. <laughs> she survived Tyra. Yes. Mm. I was rooting for you. Which has a whole other connotation in Australian language. What does that mean? Rooting is another word for fucking. <gasps> I, um, when I was little, the only international cinema I used to watch was the original Swedish Pippi Longstockings. Oh, okay. Did you just watch Babar? I did watch Babar, yeah. Obviously that was in English. (laughs) Yeah. Did you just watch Tintin? No. Okay. Actually, I did watch... They had a Tintin movie, uh, which was oh, in the original several. language. But it's, it was live action. Well, where is Tintin originated? I think the author is Belgium, uh, which... Oh, French. Yeah. We've ended the filming process. You can go back to your life. Another one. Hmm? Another one there. There was two more. A video movie. Well, this was originally going to be a TV movie, um, but then it was un- it didn't get funding, and they thought we'll do it as a anime. I was interested to see what the Japanese version of Mimania was because I found him so um, 
Like he sounds almost like a child. <laughs> well, all you have to do is switch over to the Japanese audience. Oh, that's right. No, well, oh. no. <sighs> oh no. So you have to be careful with those kinds of things. Mm -mm. Oh no. Oh. Shut the fire. He sounds like a Batman villain, but from the 1960s Yeah, TV yeah, show. with Adam West. <laughs> Ooh. So, yeah, it's interesting uh, to me he... Because he is talking to the website Mima, and mm -hmm. she's led him to believe that she's the true Mima, and this is an imposter. Mm -hmm. So he's seeing a second personality. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Japanese certainly like their techno. Mm. So do the Germans. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that last one was a bit like. Oh. <laughs> mm hmm. And has died where she got therapized. <sighs> that was like 18 gasps in a row. <laughs> I would have passed out by the end of the 13th. Does Matt like anime? No, no heavens, no. So you never tried to get him to watch this? No, I tried to get him to watch... Uh, I asked if he wanted to watch a movie called Paprika, and he said, no, you can watch it. Which is the director's other movie. Uh, the director's done, I think, four movies, but died at quite a young age. Oh, no. Um, but Paprika is very much considered an influence to the movie Inception. Mm. But again, not <gasps> Another one. 
And here we know something's unusual, (laughs) even though she's back in her usual room. Because now the fish are alive. So what do the fish represent? Well, the fish died under her watch. uh, And I guess the fish being alive is suggesting that um, here where the idle version is still going... um, Do you have fish? Uh, no, I had, I had fish for maybe um a few months when I was like eight. If you had fish, do you think Mitchell and Dakota would eat them? I don't think no. I don't think they'd be bothered by them because they wouldn't really notice what they were. <laughs> and yes, there's a. Some good use of reflections in this movie. <laughs> mm. Where it's a case of sort of seeing what you want to or not want to. <laughs> I feel like this is me in Halloween, where I'll be dressing up like Mina but looking like Rumi. Mm. <laughs> like there was any characterization there. <laughs> this isn't funny. You guys. <laughs> getting all naked and raped. I mean my Askren. This is probably the best use of the median is the um, transitioning from the reality to fantasy that the villain goes through. Mm. Oh. oh my god. Ooh, that dramatic music in the background. <laughs> it's almost showgirls-esque. Oh, yes. Like when she finally meets that multi- Michael Bolton knockoff. Mm. 
Andrew Carver. I have all your records. <laughs> I do mm. love this. <laughs> There's this next scene with the reflections where you see the Mina just uh, skipping along and then in the reflection you see Rumi <laughs> sweating like a pig as she's running after her. <laughs> but it, it's quite creepy. I don't know why I remember this or why I still think about it because it's so weird and random. But there was an episode of South Park when... I don't remember who it was. Um... One of the characters had a bitchy sister, and she had the braces, and she called yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, Than is that who it was? I think I don't remember, but um, they were home with her or something. I just remember her exiting the room and going, "I'm going to go listen to my Britney Spears records," and at that time. Baby One More Time was her only single. Her album wasn't even out yet. Yeah. So this is like the first season of the show. It was like 98. <laughs> <laughs> A dirty old imposter. Not just an imposter, but a dirty one. A dirty, filthy whore. But it's funny how she's project. you know, because Rumi is the dirty old imposter. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and she's the filthy whore. <laughs> and then you see she's wearing, like, a thong. <laughs> Running around with her legs open like she's shouting yeah. down. Speaking here we have another truck. <laughs> I, oh no. I, um, I found some interview, some Zoom interview that Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich did. It was for like Entertainment Weekly. And they were talking about like the 25th anniversary of Scream. And Matthew Lillard hijacked the fuck out of that interview. <laughs> He was so... He was just like Stu in the movie. He was, like, so yeah. over the top and crazy. And Skeet could barely get a word in. I felt well, bad. Well, Matthew's still going in the industry, whereas I don't think I ever hear any more of Skeet. I think Skeet does, like, TV. More, oh, okay. Or less. Oh, yeah. It might have been in that... Um, where, like, some supernatural thing. And... I was waiting for Skeet to um, speak up because Matthew was like, yeah, and it was like such a crazy time for all of us because it was our first uh, big hit. And I was waiting for Skeet to be like, um, excuse me, but I was in the craft. Thank you. <laughs> and that did pretty well. Okay. Yeah. It didn't have five sequels well, but. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> One was more than enough. Actually, one wasn't even necessary. Of the craft? Yeah. 
garbage heap. Mm. Poor Farouz is probably like, um, when are you going to write the third one? Because, you know, my character is supposed to come back. Mm-mm. I've cleared my schedule. Didn't take her very long. I'm an actress. Mm. Well, she's not just an actress. She's a movie star. Mm-hmm. And you think just because she's a movie star, she doesn't have feelings? Well, you're wrong! She's an actress! She's all of them! <laughs> this is a golden globe. It's sacred. That's right, it's Travers! Oh. That's like the best movie ever. The first Wild Slum? No, this. Oh, I enjoyed it. I realize that it's not your cup of tea, but. <laughs> but at least it's uh, marked off the list. Um, I wouldn't mind if they did do a uh, redo of it, but if it was done well, obviously. I think they should do a live action and make it really, really dark. And make Delta Goodrum play whatever her name is. Oh yeah, so she's going from a Neighbours star to a pop idol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that would work. Okay, fine. Kylie. Uh, I, know, I reckon uh, like a reality TV star. No. <laughs> or um, um, did you a forwarder. That, the, uh, that fucking, um, like a TikTok influencer is in that Thanksgiving movie. Oh, God, really? Okay. Mm, mm. <laughs> Well, um, wasn't like a food blogger in a few Kevin Smith movies? Not that they were successful movies, but... <laughs> uh, I don't think Kevin Smith has had a successful well, success You know that one that we did uh, where he did the Halloween segment? I thought the guy was like a, a foodie. You know, when his daughter was a part of a coven that killed yeah. a guy? I know the fucking movie. Holidays and that was a piece of shit. Mm. We have not done any like really good anthology movies. We've done like fucking that and Tales of Halloween. We need to do like creep show and something oh, yeah. good. Yeah. That would be fun. I don't mind a well-made um, anthology. Mm-hmm. 
the, the ones that we've done, I haven't hated. Re- the, probably the whole is ones I didn't like. That's probably my least favourite. Um, but that one that had the DJ and um, I didn't mind. The DJ. Well, the DJ from the Fog. Adrian Barbell. Yeah, she was in that one that didn't she host? Yeah, that was Tales of Halloween. Yes, that one. Yes, that was not good. That was not good at all. And you know what other movie Adrian Barbara was in? Um, Rocky. Uh, Creep Show. Get it together. Ah, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Jesus Christ. I just don't know. I don't know what to do with you sometimes. Um, you're always out to lunch. Going to the movies. Well, that was. Perfect, Perfect blue. blue. What was that movie with, um, oh, Blue Crush? Wasn't it the one with Paul Walker? The surfing movie or something? Uh, it could be, yeah. I was something I forgot to mention, but I'll mention it now at the very end. <laughs> so the book is called Perfect Blue Kanzen Hentai, and the second part. Uh, officially translates to complete metamorphosis. However, <gasps> as a second meaning, it also translates to total pervert. <laughs> so oh my God. It's sort of a, a a play on the doubleness of meaning. <laughs> the doubleness of meaning. That is mm. crazy. The duality. Mm. Mm-hmm. Of uh, the J-pop scene. Well, maybe next time we should do something about the K-pop scene. What about that? Yeah, I don't mind a bit of Korean horror. Uh-huh. They're getting, in, although they're more, they're more, uh, I think, inclined towards um, zombies and stuff like that. I think Squid Games Two started as well. By the way, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's an interesting little movie. It's a not a movie. It's a TV show uh, about. A group of like a group of one hundred people that uh have to play games to win money, but uh they get killed at the end of if they lose. <laughs> oh no! Sounds incredibly original. It was a number one movie on Netflix for a long uh, TV show on Netflix for a long time. Mm-hmm. 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 I dressed up as one of the characters for Halloween a few years ago. And how was that received? People didn't really get it because I didn't go like full on. Um, yeah, it was the red light, green light girl. Mm, mm, <laughs> and what did Matthew go as? I don't remember. He might have been dressed as Frankenverter. Oh. Although I did have a few costume changes. Not that, they were just changes <laughs> that meant nothing <laughs> okay well do you have any final thoughts on perfect blue no i i enjoyed it myself um i hope the audience uh enjoyed hearing us talking about it and do uh, also give it a try if they haven't seen it before mm. all right well i would like to thank tony for 
making a special appearance do this one um and i would like to thank everybody for listening and uh, okay yeah where's the button (laughs) 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 all right hold up that's my phone (laughs) fucking mess all right thanks everybody for listening and i hope you'll come back next week until then this is brandon ford wishing you all unpleasant dreams